Market Watch is proudly brought to you by Top Sport, home of the Top Sport betting multi. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. G'day everyone, welcome to a special Super Bowl edition of Market Watch Podcast. It's proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au, home of the best of the best multis. We know that, of course. We also know the regular contributors to this podcast. I'm talking about the number one seed at Top Sport. That's Tristan Merlihan. And I'm also talking about Jared Condon from readingtheplay.com.au. Super Bowl week, in a way, sort of starts next week, but... Uh, as one of the listeners on the program the other day said, the Brisbane Eel, uh, he's got a short price on the number of people who take Monday off work and go to the pub and pretend to be NFL fans just so they can take the day off work and go to the pub. How are we, boys? Yeah, very good, boys. And, yeah, I've got a few boys that in my office that are heading to the pub, which I, I hope have an interest in uh, in the Super Bowl. But, uh, yeah, there's certainly uh, certainly a, a massive event. Like, uh, just it, it's amazing how the Super Bowl has just grown year on year in Australia. And, you know, like, it, it, it's such a good viewing time as well for, for us. Uh, it's probably all the other wives are a little bit happier out there this year that it's not on Valentine's Day like last year because I'm sure there was a few uh, sloppy husbands, myself included, getting home that evening. But, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait. It's going to be a cracking game. The fact that the betting is so close as well is, is, is exciting. We've got some superstar quarterbacks involved. And, and yeah, just watching all the previews and obviously with, um, as we spoke about before, uh, Jimmy, with wagering now legal in America, how much of a of a discussion point that's been uh, everywhere. And, and it gets you really excited, particularly from our point of view, to sort of see all the ebbs and flows of everything. But, yeah, it's a big week coming up. Got some really good racing this weekend as well. And, obviously, the the trials for the footy as well. So, plenty happening this weekend. Uh, the trials on. Haven't got the update today uh, so <laughs> far. But, um, ah, yes, Jimmy, Monday in Australia, one of the best Mondays of the year. Um Super Bowl and just one of the best matchups. We'll get into a moment, but we've got the two number one seeds. Um, just looks a cracking game, um, and the NFL just do this so well. And their build up over the last ten days has been outstanding. As you and I discussed on radio the other day, Jimmy, um, they opened their media center this week. There were 128 booths plus all of the network uh, set up all through that uh, big stadium, and that's the <laughs> the biggest media setup that they've had pre-Super Bowl. And, you know, clearly the interest and level of content streaming out of that this week has just been amazing. So if you start thinking about the international markets and what that means too, I think that, you know, brings uh, could equally justify that that increase in numbers following. Did you see the numbers around Fox and their broadcast? So they just sold their last 5% of inventory that was available, 6 to $7 million per 30-second spot. So we're looking at about 80 ads on average during the course of the Super Bowl. As I said, my maths is not strong, but that's about $560 million that they will generate through the course of the pod, uh, of the uh, Super Bowl. So just amazing on that one. Uh, as we know, if you're liking the podcast, that's great. You can write a review. Make sure you subscribe as well. Wherever it is you get your podcast, you can watch it on YouTube as well. Tell your friends about it if they're interested in all sorts of sports and how to get a sharp look at them. Uh, what we like to do here at the Market Watch podcast is go back before we go forward. So you better give us an update, Jared, um, on how things played out last week, quiet week because of the, the break with the Super Bowl. Uh, and then also give us an update, Tristan, on the balance for Pass It On Clothing. 
Jimmy, you're quiet. We we went a hundred percent with our bet outlays last weekend. Um, a horse winning in Melbourne for me, a horse winning in Sydney for you. Me jumping around for about thirty minutes when the all up lobbed at uh, over eight bucks and uh, some lovely collects for the kitty and Tristan. I think that with our uh, lunch bet kicks in really kicks the uh, the bank along at the moment. It certainly does. It's got the balance up to two thousand seven hundred and seventy six. And those runners you were referring to was in Sandown. We got. Benedetta uh, got the result there in race four, and then Remark. It was uh, it was a very very impressive win there late. As it turned the corner, this preparation it, it was a good win there at Randwick. So um, yeah, certainly uh, certainly a good result. And with the uh, with uh, the fine we like to call it is uh, two thousand seven hundred and seventy six in the kitty now. Can we, can we call it a donation rather than a fine? It just has such a negative connotation to it, Tristan. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll put that to management. We'll see how we go. <laughs> Call it whatever you like. My wife's not happy about whatever it is at the moment. Um, I happen to be down the uh, Gold Coast with uh, family from interstate and uh, my kids last weekend, and we had a lovely Saturday afternoon at the Palm Beach Surf Club, which is one hell of a joint in itself. And uh, they're a little bit concerned about my behaviour, Jimmy, after Remark kicked away and with 100 to go was in no doubt, and uh, my all-up was lobbying and both individual bets and... Um, I've got to tell you, uh, it was a long weekend thereafter. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I've got my young bloke, Austin, in year seven at a new school. Got his first dance next Thursday night. I asked whether he'd like me to come along half an hour earlier just to show him some dance moves. And uh, <laughs> he suggested that wouldn't be a good idea. Uh, I'd suggest that you were doing something similar up there at the Palm Beach Surf Club. So now can you give us, Jared, a definitive lunch bed update for 2023, please? Uh, Jimmy, I can. Yes, uh, we had to start earlier today because you were trying to um, oh. uh, shuffle a couple of extra ones out of Tristan and I. Uh, the the table actually reads you at plus five, Tristan at plus two, and uh, I'm uh, down in the negative at minus six at the moment, but it's a long year ahead, as I keep telling my darling wife. Um, so, uh, yes, you've, uh, you've kicked out with a nice, healthy little margin, and on the back of that, We've also kicked in about 500 to the, the kitty over just the opening weeks of the season. Ah, fantastic. All right, so let's go back to the BBL final. What an incredible game of cricket that was. 53,500 people out there to, at up the stadium. Uh, they were just. I would love to know the prices in the run, Tristan, uh, what the Scorchers got out to. But Cooper Connolly, my new favourite BBL player, after the long-term <laughs> bet, lobbed it. $2.35, but wow, what a final. And and what about the interest in the final from a betting point of view too, Tristan? I'd imagine there was an uptick in that as well. Yeah, oh, it was a fantastic betting uh, event and um, just in the lead-up as well. And I was a little bit concerned, I suppose, leading into the, the final after the heat caused that upset in the semi to get through. Obviously, Perth were very, very firm and warm favourites in the final, which I think were, were deservedly so. But, geez, the heat really lifted. And there was a lot of punting on a lot of the different exotics leading into the final. And then you say the ebbs and flows of the match itself. It was uh, in, in the in the heat innings, obviously, they, they were off to a flyer. They were one for 100 there at one stage. They were going to put on a massive score. Then they fell in a hole. And then all of a sudden, Max Bryant came out and was hitting it everywhere. And, and in the last over, then um, obviously, uh, it was a cracking last over there as well, which really kept the scoreline down. But what was a, a score that was probably around about par? And that saw the the betting at the change of innings around about picking, which um, I thought was about right. I thought it was a 50-50 game at that point. And then when uh, the run out occurred uh, of Ashton Turner, the market certainly uh, shortened very heavily in, in the heat, in the heat's direction. I think they got into around about $1.30 and the, and the scorches around about that $3.50 mark. And then 
one or two massive strikes by both Hobson and Connolly really changed the uh, the whole complexion of the final. I would love to know what the market would have gone to if Josh Brown holds that catch. Like they would have gone to a dollar five the Brisbane Heat, and, and and then what it what it stayed at on the after he dropped that. Geez, that was you know you don't want to. Put, he's not a young bloke, but it, it's such a big moment in those closing overs. Um, so well done, the Scorchers. A uh, little collect there for uh, the listeners. Hopefully you got on that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I want to ask you, mate, you had the market up um, under or over 35 and a half. Did you, uh, did you see much action of that with LeBron James yesterday in that history-making moment? It was actually a phenomenal betting market. Um, we, we put it up and we weren't, weren't sure what sort of activity. And there was... We, we, we took, took more bets on that market than we took on the game itself, which wow. was uh, which was phenomenal. And uh, I, I was sort of a the, the market was very heavily skewed towards the no. It was a dollar fifty the no and two sixty the yes, something along those lines. And um, I, I was a little bit surprised by that market. I sort of sort of thought he's the sort of player that's going to want to break the record with a big game as opposed to maybe twenty five points and limping over. I think the, the the differing opinion was that they they thought he might try to break it in prime time against Milwaukee. Like there's so many differings of opinion, but um, yeah, there was a lot of activity, and obviously he he, he did it with ease. He he, he cleared the uh, cleared the mark in the third quarter, and it was a fantastic uh, event. Some of the clips on social media and some of the images, it was was it was a massive event. And um, you know, I suppose they'd be disappointed they they didn't come out, come out and win the game to really put the icing on top. But um, geez, it's been a it's been a fascinating week in the NBA, obviously with Kyrie Irving as well now uh, getting up and leaving the Nets and there was conjecture he was going to go to the Lakers too. So, um, yeah, it's been been a big week in the NBA and we're getting close to the big games there too. And I think I just heard Russell Westbrook's gone to the Jazz, right? So uh, they've got him out of out of LA. Um, he was – I was watching parts of that game yesterday. He was awful. But anyway, I've, I've never seen an athlete like that fall off a cliff as quickly as – Russell Westbrook has. Um, the other one I want to ask about, of course, is the Test Series. It starts today, so it might be a little tight for the first Test match for the listeners. But what about Series overall and and the impact that um, some of these pitches that look like they're going to be very favourable to the locals, which, you know, it's either um, within the laws of the game or outside the spirit of the game. Depends which way you look at it. Yeah, and I, th- I think it depends on what passport you hold as well, which uh, which <laughs> side of the fence you, you probably sit on there. But uh, the uh, the market is is India very very firm favourites. We we were actually a dollar thirty this morning, and one of our big overseas customers, very sharp cricket punter, he's gone whack with a fifty thousand dollar bet on India to win the series at a dollar thirty. So that's seen them firm into a dollar twenty five Australia out to four dollars now. So certainly big underdogs for the Aussies. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's one of those those tests. I think if we can warm into the series, if we can be uh, competitive in that first test where India is $1.60 in the first test, Australia three sixty five, and the draw $6. I, I think if we can be competitive in the first test, then we're going to get better as we get deeper into the series. But, yeah, the uh, the pitch certainly looks like it's uh, it's going to be difficult. I see Davey Warner was batting right-handed in the nets there yesterday. So we'll see which way he comes out and bats when he gets out there um, uh, to face the first delivery in, in, in the opening match. Yeah, I'm really concerned about the absence of Mitch Stark and Cam Green from a bowling point of view. That that gives me great concern. And our second spinner, depending on who it is, if it's if it's Todd Murphy, then it's the same. And you're asking a guy to go over there in his first test match and, and make an impact. I think that's incredibly challenging uh, against guys in this uh, Indian batting lineup that just spin his bread and butter for them. Um, so the absence of that quick through the air, Stark, point of difference, um, and of course, Green, the bowling option. Um, even if he does play, he won't. 
I don't think bowl. So um, that's that's a real concern for mine. So yeah, I I see India as favourites for it. I'm not sure I could get them at the the dollar twenty five, but uh, anyway, it's going to be fabulous, and it's all happening in prime time too, which is which is exciting. Now, Jared, um, Jimmy, just on that, uh, if if you were to log into Top Sport today, I'm sure that there's a uh, a Jimmy Smith option there for you to take uh, India to win the first test into the Eagles minus one on Monday. You could you could back the truck up into that one, couldn't you? I'll get to that very shortly, Jared. Uh, the Eagles minus one. You know my thoughts on that. I've been very very vocal about that, but no, no, not not at this point. Thank you for the suggestion, uh, Jared. Just on that, Jared, um, we think we've got trial games. They're starting tonight in the National Rugby League. Um, the other point of interest too is St Helens out here. They've got a game in preparation for the World Club Challenge against Penrith next week. That's against the Dragons. Uh, and the other thing about it is we've got we've got markets associated with these games because of uh, the preseason challenge too. So it's all very interesting as the uh, all-star game sort of kick-starts the rugby league season. Jimmy, I uh, did happen to mention to a few people in the room about a week ago that uh, St Helens $2.70 looked very generous position in a few spots around the market. I think they're into uh, about even money as we speak. Uh, St George, I think, have uh, got a lot of players busted at the moment and um, still trying to sort out um, who's back, who's playing. They're resting Ben Hunt. Um, I... My word of warning to all uh, listeners over the weekend is, yes, it'd be great to dive in and have some uh, have an interest. But, folks, these are trial games. And your key players, although named, I would suggest you're going to play 40 minutes or less mm. in the total of each game. And you're going to see a lot of players running on and off, especially in week one of the trials. And um, I would have thought betting was uh, fraught with danger. But each to their own. Yeah, same goes for the All-Stars game too, it must be said. I know that's a legitimate game and that both sides want to win that one too, but you just have to be careful around Latrell's shoulders and Tyrone Peachy's hamstring and, and all of those things. What's the market saying for this game, Tristan, knowing for the first time it's over in New Zealand and also that they have such great strength in their forward pack, the Māori side, but the Indigenous All-Stars backline and spine position is unbelievably strong. Yeah, I, I hide under my desk when I'm pricing up these markets. It's, it's always <laughs> fraught with danger and you, you try to dodge them. So we do have the um, the uh, the Maori All-Star game against the Indigenous All-Star match up on the website at the moment. It's $2.30, um, the Maori side, $1.60, the Indigenous side, and the flat for the line. Now, this game has jumped all over the shop. We opened the betting um, where it was $2.05, the Indigenous side. So they've been back from $2.05 into $1.60. Uh, so it's been one-way traffic gone from obviously slight underdogs to one and a half to two and a half now out to a flat four. We are going to be betting on all of the preseason matches, as you touched on, Jared. We are only going to go up on game day. It's certainly, it's certainly something where there's just, you know, it's fraught with danger here. And, and obviously from a punting point of view and a bookmaking point of view, when you don't know the composition and how long teams are going to be playing, it's obviously very, very difficult to set a market. So um, it's exciting to have the footy back. Hopefully we get a bit more focus of, on what's actually happening on the field there on uh, on, on Saturday Arvo because they're always exciting games and um, then we can sort of, you know, w- warm into the season with a bit of our momentum. All right, let's have a look at it. Super Bowl 57 coming to you from State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. Absolutely huge. As I mentioned, all the advertising spots are sold out. All the tickets would have been sold out months ago. It's the Eagles up against the Chiefs. We spoke about it last week, but uh, maybe have a look at more uh, at some of the other options that are available. But um, Jared, over the course of that week, have, have you seen anything, read anything that's maybe changed your mind from your strong position last week? 
Oh, Jimmy, in, in all seriousness, I've actually got stronger about um, about my like on the Eagles. And and it's purely just uh, uh, digging into the strengths of the two teams and the matchups. And uh, I just think that the Eagles are inc- incredibly well positioned against these this particular opponent. They've got the number one ground game, the number one run game. So much of that happens off the back of their quarterback in Hertz. Um, and they're up against a Chiefs side who are number 22 in the comp in defending the run game. So once again, I think that that favours the Eagles very, very strongly. Um, I will say that the last seven times that the Eagles played against a team in the bottom of the table, like the Chiefs are in defending the run game, the Eagles are seven from seven. That record stacks up very well. And then the other thing that's, I think, very much in the Eagles' advantage is that they have the number one defence against the pass game. And clearly that is the um, the Chiefs' strength and Mahomes' strength. Um, but Mahomes is a magician, as as we know, and um, outstanding coach in Reed. Um, you know, he did so much to um, build the franchise around the Eagles. Now he's done the same um, at the Chiefs. And who would have thought, Jimmy, going back to the start of the season that they were prepared to, to let uh, release uh, and not match the uh, the money on offer uh, for Tyreek Hill to then reconstruct his attack the way that he has and now go into a line ball Super Bowl. You know, he's an outstanding coach. Um, clearly, Mahomes is a big help to that. But, you know, uh, I love the Eagles. I just think they're so well positioned here. I know they've been flying under the radar, but you know they're two playoffs, thirty-eight to seven and thirty-one to seven. I think that last one over the the 49ers has so much strength around it because the 49ers had been so strong. I think winning eleven straight games into that defeat. Yes, they lost their quarterback, but on the other side, their defense had been so strong and a benchmark coming into the playoff series for the Eagles to open them up and score thirty-one and. I I think they should have scored more points. I just love where the Eagles are here. I'm very confident about them, Jimmy. Minus one, dollar eighty-eight. They've one. Uh, they've started favoured nineteen of twenty games this year. They'll uh, start favoured again here. I expect they win. Yeah, it's amazing the data around the run game. That's that's scary, isn't it? From a from a Chiefs point of view. So um, for those people who know, obviously I'm I'm in a uh, uh, different camp to you on this one. Uh, I see Patrick Mahomes is saying he's in a better spot now with his ankle than he was two weeks ago. That's to be assumed, right? I, he was a reasonably inconvenienced two weeks ago. It's going to be less than that. How much less? We don't know. It's just a better spot. So um, what about this? For the first time in his career, he's going to be a postseason underdog, uh, Patrick Mahomes, which is just extraordinary. Uh, and here's the other one of it. The the Kansas City Chiefs started the season as favourites to win the Super Bowl, and now they're going into the Super Bowl as underdogs. Uh, and I don't think that's ever happened in the in the history of the Super Bowl. And I think, Tristan, you'll be able to tell me rightly or wrongly on this one, that at one stage the Eagles were 40 or 45 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Uh, that was pre-season prior to the A.J. Brown trade. So... Um, for them to get into this point and be favourites for it is extraordinary. Yeah, well, we um, we took our first bet on the Eagles in May, uh, and they were at thirty four dollars. So yeah, there's every chance they're at forty to one just before then. So thirty four dollars, they've gone thirty four into twenty six into nineteen, and then they made a really rapid jump in the two weeks, the, the first two weeks of the season, from nineteen dollars 
into single figure odds at 850. And then they've obviously been there or thereabouts for the vast majority of the um of, of the season once it sort of got going. They obviously started really, really well. But um, yeah, obviously a big price there. The Chiefs, on the other hand, they're always uh, right there in the market. We, we took our first bet on them um, just the day after the Super Bowl last year, actually, and they were at $3.60 favourite. They got all the way out to $6 there at one point and then they firmed back up. Sorry, $8.50 they, they got to in, in September. So certainly uh, certainly has been a move against the Chiefs, but then they, they've obviously made their way into the uh, in, into the Super Bowl and um, it's, it's going to be a cracking game. What's also amazing too, Jimmy, and we touched on this last week, that since the Sunday night in the US, after the completion of the, the conference championships, uh, the Chiefs actually opened up minus three and a half favourites. So they were still on the back of starting the season as favourites to win the Super Bowl, opened up with the key guys in Vegas at minus three and a half. Within 30 minutes, that market was flipped. They were uh, the Eagles were bet so heavily to then be a pronounced three-and-a-half favourite. And then over the next couple of days, it seemed to settle back at the Eagles about minus one, minus one-and-a-half, and it's fluctuated about that position um, since then right through to today. I, I think a couple of days ago, Tristan was at uh, minus one-and-a-half. It's now back to minus one. I think by game time comes Sunday night in the US, I think the Eagles will probably be one and a half to two. I actually think the public money will come for the favourites. Um, but yeah, just an outstanding matchup. 20% of American adults will have a bet on this Super Bowl. That's the estimates that are coming through. And, and, and like you mentioned earlier, and we were talking about prior to the podcast, it's amazing now the lens through which the, a lot of the reporting is done around this matchup. And it's around a betting lens, which is you know, I don't know whether I missed it last year and the years beforehand, but obviously with the opening up of the US, so many of the states over there now have legalized sports gambling that that, that becomes a focus for those people in, in the US who are putting out content um, on the Super Bowl. Have you heard of confirmation bias, Jared? Have you, do you the, the concept? <laughs> Jimmy, after working with you for three years on a podcast, yes, I have. Well, here you go. So the Chiefs are 8 and 11 at the spread, right? Okay, so that's a that's a challenging record. However, the Chiefs are five and zero at the spread, and outright up against NFC teams. Um, and the Eagles, uh, they're nine and three at the spread when Jalen Hurts plays. If you want to look at the favourites versus the underdogs in Super Bowl at the spread, twenty uh, in history, twenty seven twenty seven two. So that's and and now we're going to get one of the most you know the closest. Super Bowls, or is what the market is saying in history. So I, I, I take, I, yeah, sorry, mate, go. Jimmy, a week ago, we dived in early, and I have a lunch bet against each of you at minus one. Um, if you're trying to suggest that you've grown some confidence around that, um, as they say in the classics, don't let fear hold you back if you wanted to increase the number of lunch bets on this result. What I won't do is AJ Brown to have a reception because he may he might have none for the game, the wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, with their propensity to run. Um, but in answer to your question, Jared, let's go, baby. So I'm happy to have two lunches on this one. Beautiful. Uh, and I'll take the plus one with the Chiefs. And I'm, I'm I'm happy to get involved as well. So if you're happy, Jared, if we if we oh, you know, double or Jesus. double or nothing, so I can't let Jimmy have all the fun. Absolutely. So um, I either will be here or not here Thursday of next week because it'll either be plus four or minus four, one way or the other. 
Uh, looking forward to it. Jimmy, I, I did think that there's points in this game. Um, it's The over-under mark at the moment is 50.5. It's a key number because 51 in total points is a very key number as a total in NFL. So it's just under that key number. I think it, uh, it's um, points in the game. If I was playing the overs, I'd be over the 50.5. Certainly my tip is the Eagles and certainly my bet is the Eagles minus uh, one. Glad to hear you're not being a spoil sport and going the unders. So there's, there's a positive. There's one thing I agree with you in, in this Super Bowl. So in many ways, it's like this, isn't it? It's the, the Eagles and Jalen Hurts with the run game up against the Patrick Mahomes, probably less run game, pass game. Uh, and when you look at Travis Kelsey and how important he's going to be, give us your MVP market, Tristan, because I reckon there might be a little bit of value in the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and and, and where you, when you were t- we were talking earlier about Tyreek Hill leaving, like how in massive has has Kelsey been for the the Chiefs to get through to the, this part of the the season? He's just there for every big play. He makes the clutch catches. He's got that personality that drags teams with him. So on the MVP market, Mahomes um, is two dollar twenty favorite. Jalen Hurts is two thirty. So that's as expected. The quarterbacks are very very firm favorites. Whoever goes on to win the game, your man Jimmy AJ Brown is fifteen dollars. Next pick, along with Travis Kelsey at $15 as well. So the two two prominent receivers are both at the $15 mark. Reddick at 21, Miles Sanders at 21, Devonta Smith at 31, Chris Jones at 41. So if you like anyone other than uh, the two quarterbacks, there's going to be plenty of value there for you. Um, and you know, like it'll, it, if it, you probably need someone to register a couple of touchdowns or make a couple of big defensive plays, like we saw with Von Miller there a few years back. I tell you, if you're looking for a particular prop in this game, and Jimmy, we were talking leading into the, uh, this today that you know, in the US, you just need to listen to podcasts or radio or TV or content anywhere. They are absolutely mad in the US about trying to find prop angles. Um, one I love here is, speaking of uh, Kelsey, uh, two or more touchdowns for he at five bucks. That's a lovely spot. That's a lovely spot. So the, the the bias. If we're, if, we're, if we're looking at, well, if we're looking at fifty-one or more points in the game, which is where I think we end up, um, then you know we're we're looking at the Chiefs uh, certainly scoring quite a number of touchdowns, and he's the go-to man. Yeah, that's right. In the absence of other targets, you go to him more often, which means his stats are better, which means you think, well, why don't we go to him more often? Um, and that's and that's more the the option, isn't it? The pass option for Mahomes as opposed to the run option for Mahomes. Leave me out of AJ Brown at fifteen dollars now because they're just not going to pass it to him. We we saw that two weeks ago, didn't we? But Travis Kelsey, different story at at, at fifteen dollars. So um, I think we've settled our position, right? Plus one, the Chiefs. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, automatics into the Hall of Fame if they get this done. Oh, they might even be automatics as it stands now, but um, it will be an incredible uh, story around Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts and the improvement. Well, the improvement that Sirianni's given Jalen Hurts and where Jalen Hurts has taken then the coach, um, which is which is all part of the story. It's going to be an unbelievable, great matchup. Uh, absolutely can't wait for that one. So we're we're settled, right? Two lunch bets each. You're with the Eagles, Jared, Tristan, and I with the Chiefs. All, all those in favour say aye. Aye. And, uh, and Jimmy, my, uh, my bet for the podcast this week is obviously the Eagles at minus uh, one. Um, and uh, watching with a keen eye on Monday. All right. I'm going to go uh, $80 on plus uh, the plus one for the Chiefs and $20 on Travis Kelsey to be the MVP at $15, please, Tristan. 
Sounds like a good deal, Jimmy. Uh, you're in with us, Tristan? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in with you. So what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to take the tip on what Jared's touched on because obviously I'm very much in the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs camp. I, I, I think Kelsey's going to have a massive game. I'm going to take those two-plus touchdowns at the $5 because I think if if Kansas win, uh, he, he's, he, he's going to be a pivotal part to it and then that flows into your bet of the MVP as well, Jimmy. Right, let's have a look at some racing on Saturday all around the country again. Um, we've got to say it, and let's give ourselves a wrap. Um, we've been in four, so I hope the listeners are, are following those tips, including the all-up from last week. But, Jared, what do you got for us this week? Uh, Jimmy, the, the, the good horses are here. We've got our first big group one in Melbourne. Uh, in both states, we've just got some very good racing starting this weekend. But let, let's go to Ramwick Race 6. It's the English Millennium, which is a restricted race to two-year-olds that have come through the English sale. I think there's a very, very good horse here. And uh, uh, I think she might well go on and win a slipper. Let's go to Race 6, number 8, Learning the Fly. Um, she's by the US uh, stay in Justify, who all of a sudden has an enormous boom on him. Um, my mail is that, you know, at best, she might have been 80% fit when she absolutely dusted them up with a first up win. Only improved since. Um, they put up, uh, I think, 270, before the barrier draw. She drew 19. There were some markets that pushed her out to $3.80. It's just been whacked in the last couple of days. I think barrier 19 just gives us a better price. Um, she is very, very good. Uh, $2.70, I'm $100 all over that, Jimmy. Very good staking policy. Well done on that one, Jared. Uh, Tristan, have you got shares in it? Oh, actually, Jared, give us an update yeah. on what's what's happening. You you were bouncing around before the podcast about what's uh, happening. Well, yeah. I have mentioned a little name to you previously, Jimmy, called uh, Dark Chill. Had a lovely trial last Tuesday morning at the Sunshine Coast and uh, both the trainer and the jockey, and the jockey's a uh, renowned Group 1 winner, um, struggled to walk for uh, the next 10 minutes after the trial. So um, we he'll be at the races um, about the first week of uh, next month. So very much looking forward to that. And um, Plundering is back in work at Warwick Farm with um, Annabelle and uh, just looks enormous. His coat's just glowing uh, and she's very excited about where he's headed. So big six months ahead, Jimmy. Uh, fantastic. Looks like the merchandisers have got out there and got ahead of the uh, the spruik too with Dark Chill with the hat that you're wearing. For those people who are watching on YouTube, um, can't wait till the Dark Chill Twitter account comes up. That'll be something to look forward to. Right? No, <laughs> no, it'll, it, it'll just all be me, Jimmy. No use to hide hiding under anything else. <laughs> yeah, well, um, and and just on my side, I'm a little bit disappointed that Jared's already declared a new Golden Slipper winner when uh, Summer Lovin's improved uh, considerably on its uh, on its last run. But uh, that's all right. We might have to have a lunch bet when the time comes. But um, also note, uh, there's, there's as much loyalty. With in Jared's camp as, as Jimmy with uh, the the San Fran hat disappearing um, oh. the last couple of weeks <laughs> as well, so um, it's it's been it's been good just to see how, how these things evolve. But uh, I do have a little tip for us this week in the racing. No, Ooh. no Milo racing horses, but there's a horse here in the Blue Diamond Prelude uh, race three at Sandown. Horse called Gangitano. Craig Williams in the saddle. It's uh, second up. Ran a nice third, coming home quite well first up. I think it's going to take considerable improvement. It's already been $8 into six. I think it is a very, very good each-way wager. So my staking plan is 50 each way at the $6. I think it might firm up a little bit further. All right, there we go. 
Um, My mate Craig Williams, geez, I find him hard to catch. He's a great rider, but I put the weights on him when I do back him. All right. Uh, Don't put the weights on Blake Shin because I'm going to take you to uh, race number eight. Number six, Sunshine Rising. This is at Sandown on Saturday. Ex-Hong Kong Galloper. No luck in it. Plenty of excuses last start. Mark Newnham uh, gives a sharp trial, sends him down to Melbourne. Blake Shin to steer, uh, stalk and go crunch. So target first up from a spell. Uh, confident play here and been very well backed already. So uh, I'm just looking at the price that Top Sport has on offer there, thinking about the all-important staking plan that is available. $4.80, $1.90. It's always in that betwixt-between sort of situation, isn't it? Um, you know what? Let's go all out on the nose here, Tristan. Ooh. Yes, yes, I know. All out on the nose. Thank you very much. All out on the nose. Mrs. Merlihan will be very impressed with that, Jimmy. So $4.80 about Sandown, race eight, number six, Sunshine Rising. All right, so Mrs. Merlihan will be impressed with that. Can Mrs. Condon not be unimpressed with us when we keep taking lunch bets from her husband? If that's Can we get, can we get some sort of guarantee from you, Jared, that we're not to blame? That. Jimmy, my money's been there every week that we've lost, and uh, thank God I might have a couple of horses coming through that can run because I'm, I uh, got some lunch bets to square up against. All right, lads, I reckon that's it. Um, great weekend of sport coming up, uh, and of course, the weekend doesn't end, it's keeping going on Monday for Super Bowl 57. Jared, Jimmy, we've got the NRL preview starting next week, and so we'll be looking at. Uh, all the teams, the ins and outs, where we think the, the positives are, the negatives are, some ratings, some pre-season betting options as we have a, a three-week countdown into what looks a, a cracking NRL season. Let's just hope we get there with all the players. Uh, well, if they do play this weekend, look at the individuals, look at the combinations, do not look at the score lines. Um, I think is the best way to go about um, these trials and the preparations for them, even if they are offloading and getting bonus points for the pre-season challenge, which is just short of ridiculous. But anyway, uh, separate issue. Uh, Boys, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy your Super Bowl. I know you will. Thanks, guys. Reading the Play is Australia's favourite source of NRL and horse racing tips. Our professional analysts provide the sporting enthusiasts with the best of the best. Get the best professional tips and previews from our tipsters direct to your phone. Readingtheplay.com.